and we are rolling. So thank you for listening. This is Tav, and you are listening to Vrat Madness. So, uh, I mean, oh, we are gonna be. This is actually probably gonna be the first episode on Chinese New Year. Mm-hmm. Nice. I guess this would be nice to say. Uh, but what what what's the what? 恭喜发财，恭喜发财，红包拿来。Happy like Chinese happy New Chinese Year. New Year or some shit. It feels weird to like say in advance. Yeah, you know, it's yeah, only yeah. November we're doing this. Remember? Yep, yep. Christmas is not upon us yet, and we are already thinking about Chinese New Year. So, it's great. It feels great. It feels great to have everything like you know scheduled and stocked up. <laughs> But I mean, I thought like, wait, I think I told you this, did I? Or maybe、What? I don't. Didn't. So in the, I guess. The whole theme of you know family and you know Chinese New Year. I was like, yeah, maybe like you know have my cousins on. It would be fun. So that was, and I mean that was exactly one of the reasons. Obviously, not just like、mm-hmm. the only one of the reasons why I got you and also your sister on. I was like,、mm-hmm. oh, I can release this on Chinese New Year. It feels it matches the feel. I guess, yeah. So yeah, tell the listeners. Who you are? Like how 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 are you related to me? And also where you are where you are right now? And、uh, why are you studying? Sure. Okay. So hello everyone. My name is John. I am、uh, Tom's cousin, and I am currently in、uh, the United States of America. I am in Ohio and studying computer science and engineering technology. There you go. Like computer science and technology. Engineering, Ex- just explain. <laughs> I mean, as、sure. I said before, like, like you know, what I studied was architecture and just、mm-hmm. plain architecture. Obviously, we have like city planning, architecture design, or、mm-hmm. structural design, all that shit. But then, at the end of the day, we did just study architecture. But then for you, it's like you said, computer science and it, what engineering? Engineering technology. Yeah. Yeah. So it feels like that. It's two things mashed together to form like a whole new subject. So what is, what is it actually like? Yeah, so you're not wrong. It's actually a combination of electrical engineering and computer science. So my course、uh, is a focus of let's say computer science and electrical engineering. We have subjects from both the electrical engineering field and also like、uh, coding from computer science. And mash together to form computer science and engineering. The technology part、uh, refers to the more hands-on、uh, aspect of this course. So there's another course in my university called computer science and engineering only. So my course has another technology part added、yeah. onto that. So、uh, CSET for short, CSET, and so it's the more hands-on focus course、uh, regarding computer science and electrical engineering combined together. That's what my course is. So I mean, compared to like the other one, it's more. It's more practical. So we、uh, do have more labs、uh, that focuses on circuitry,、mm, or yep, things like that. I guess like being more practical that actually means that you will be able to get like a, easy like you will be able to get like jobs easier. I guess in the sense that when you take CSET courses, you have classes like. Electrical instrumentation lab and applied statistics and design of experiments. You have these classes that sort of focus on the application of theories, whereas compared to CSE, the one without technology, 
you have a lot more theory focused class like maybe calculus one go up to calculus three you have all the higher level math courses discrete mathematics what else linear equations well even though my course has linear equations we don't focus much into the theory aspect of linear algebra but we more focus on the application of linear algebra if that makes sense yeah kind of like it basically just long story short for like my very not sure engineering brain it's just you do more like you just do more stuff instead of studying a lot of we focus on a lot of more real world problems compared to the theory you just do more and instead of think more i guess that's like a very 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 raw way of putting it i guess i guess yes there's yeah quite a (laughs) quite an accurate way to put it actually wait so when i mean you so the thing is me me and john actually we recorded this before I mean, I'm going to put did. it in because, you know, it probably sure. will sound weird for everyone. We recorded this and I fucked up. I deleted the data. So, like, thank you, John, for, like, agreeing. To do no, this no again, worries. It's, it's my pleasure. It, it was like, I, I felt shit. <laughs> I felt like shit. But, I mean, it's, it's in the past. So, what can we do? So, I mean, even if, like, you know, mid-sentence, maybe you catch us being like, oh, yeah, we did that shit. Oh, yeah, we talk mm-hmm. about that shit. You know, excuse. And just, like, just assume that we just talk beforehand, you know. I mean, I've done that with a lot of people. Like, sometimes I just, before, like, the whole, the real recording, I just talk with some people. Like, there was actually one that I just talked for two hours. And I was just like, yeah, can we just, like, not do this podcast? And he was like, yeah, like, let's try it. Let's try it. So we kind of did like a, like that recording is definitely not going to be live because I didn't save like separate tracks. But then, so we tried it and he really liked it. And he was like, oh my God, this is so fun. But he is someone who, back then I think he has a much deeper voice than I do. Mm-hmm. But when I listened to it, he, he and I has like almost the same pitch voice. But then his voice sounds pleasant. Like, like, mm-hmm. mm, like mm. ASMR. Yes, seriously, like, he sounds, like, he sounds like a little bit of, uh, he has a little bit of a British accent, not that strong, but it's very pleasant, I'm trying, (laughs) it's very (laughs) pleasant, and also, it's just, I just really like listening to his voice, and I recently, like, even before, I had this another guy who has a much deeper voice than I do, Mm -hmm. like, people, like, you know, like, ever since I put this out, people actually told me that, I have a deep voice. Like, they say like, oh, my voice is actually quite nice for a podcast. I was like, thank you. That's so nice. You kind of do. You kind of do. Not going to lie. But this friend of mine has a much deeper voice than I do. And he sounds mm, like, like, it's it's like, when you hear his voice, you're like, that's like, how would you explain it? It's just like, it's like this, this guy is just like on steroids, like steroids, <laughs> I guess. He's like, oh, uh, I, I sound like, I sound very sexy or something like that. Ooh, that is actually a very nice voice. Then. Right. Having a deep voice like that. I, I, when I wake up, I, I sound like that. You have to drink a cup of water to increase the pitch. Nah, it's just like, it's very hard. I think you probably remember this. When you hit Fury, you're like, oh shit, like my voice is deep. At least I did. I I, I thought that. I was like, oh shit, my voice is kind of deep. But then when you have like a deep voice, people can't hear you. Yeah, it's. I think deeper voices are harder to pick out compared to clearer voices. So it's uh, kind of a disadvantage when you try to do public speaking, especially 
you tend to mumble a lot or at least you sound like you mumble a lot because your voice not. is deeper yeah so it's, it's a challenge yeah for sure so when i was a kid i was like oh this deep voice is like serves basically no purpose <laughs> so i'm mm-hmm. just gonna pick it like you know push it up a bit you know make myself sound louder but yeah like i mean it's great it's great it's great that we we can find like we can record another one so uh why can't i remember from like the episode that we recorded with like john so is he is, i mean he's my cousin so we are definitely both from malaysia he lives in kl which is like the main city capital. like yeah the capital yeah excuse my english the capital of malaysia and he i mean i live in Kedah, which is basically the middle of nowhere <laughs> Uh, up north yeah it's somewhere it's, it's somewhere it's like it's a place where people no one comes like li- literally no one goes there everyone like everyone i've asked you're like oh like like uh where i like go that oh like that's isn't that like the place where you stop a little bit for like you know before you go to penang <laughs> it is it's literally just that wait isn't penang closer compared to Kedah? like from your place penang is on the way yeah, yeah. No, no, oh, no sorry, sorry. From... Not on the way. Kada is on the way to Penang. Like Penang is a little bit on top of Kada. Not really. Top. Yeah, like here, and then it's like kind of like a little bit like on the on top a little bit. I well, think, I, I think I think I'm very shit at geography. Uh, because every time I uh, go back to uh, hometown to yeah. Kada, yeah, we always uh, head to Penang first because that is uh, it's closer Seriously? compared to Kada. Maybe, maybe according I, to my dad, at least we oh, always maybe. drove to Penang first, like slept for a night, yeah. and then we continue our journey to Kedah. Maybe I, maybe I'm wrong. Like I, yeah. because you guys have been traveling for a long time. Like I feel like you guys were constantly on the road, like going to Penang, we were... Kedah, like oh, sure. every single. Oh wait, no, actually. Oh yeah, actually. Oh shit, I am very, very bad. <laughs> Penang, Penang is actually down. Downwards from of Kedah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, that, I that makes, okay, okay. So I, we stopped at Penang first, and uh, then we slept for a night, and then we headed to Kedah. Yes, Kedah is a bit up north. Yeah, compared I mean, to Penang. Yeah, I mean, yeah. just from that, you can tell like I'm not a good Malaysian. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, you, you didn't travel much from the south to north. Like I actually started going to Penang at the last year of like when I was in Malaysia. I mean, I stayed in Penang for like four four months before studying Japanese. Oh, why? Oh, to study Japanese? Be- yeah, to study Japanese because uh, okay. the Asian was there, the Japanese school was there. So before uh-huh. then, me and my like my family, we didn't travel that much. I guess I think sometimes. I mean, I still remember like some of the times when I went to your place, and mm-hmm. I work at your mom's <laughs> like a tuition, tuition center. center. It was fun. It was fun. Not gonna lie, if he's if he's powerful. <laughs> It brings back a lot of bad memories, that place. Serious. For you. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I was forced to do like worksheets day after day, oh. every day. It's not a good memory. But anyway, that's in the past. I'm in <laughs> Wait, the, on the you, other side of the world now. Do you, do you think that like, you know, that's, that has actually helped you? Because, you know, uh, my mom... Has always been like, oh, you, you're you should be thankful now. Like I made you do all like those like you know worksheets, so like now you're like you know more successful or some shit. 
Like, did you um, think they'd help? I think, as with everything, right? Everything, uh, there's a, to a certain extent, of course, it did help with my foundation, uh-huh. with uh, calculation, I guess. It didn't really help with the concepts of a uh, higher level math, uh, yeah. probably because I never finished. But <laughs> oh, disappointment! Um, <laughs> yes, I'm a disappointment. But as far as uh, mental calculations go, mental arithmetic. I think that's that uh, helped me quite quite a lot. That's for the math side of things. Uh, there's also English offered at the tuition center. Yeah. So, I I do think it kind of solidified my mm. grammar, kind of. But I think most of my English skills came from reading a lot and also reading the subtitles from anime. Ah. Uh. I think I, as much as I. Thought that wouldn't help me. It actually helped me a lot to read faster and <laughs> sort of. Yeah. That's uh, true. That's true. Like a lot of people just complain. A lot of people complain. Like you know, like you can't read the subtitles fast enough. Exactly. It's too fast. I'm like. No, but once fast. you do get fast enough, you're insane. You're basically yeah, the you're god right. of reading comprehension. Basically, that's true. That's English sub guys sub more than dub yes always. same same always always like i don't care what people are like you know dub, dub is good i'm like no dub nah. is not good like dub is dub is not the way to go no nah, i mean now i that i know japanese <laughs> i'm like in oh. a different level i'm in the different <laughs> what's raw <laughs> I, I because no i seriously sometimes do because i have amazon prime sure in japan yep and so like uh, J- japanese people are like they, they're just very <laughs> i guess like, like the word would be like inconsiderate they're like people don't need like you know subtitles only you know we're in japan only japanese mm-hmm. people watch our shit <laughs> so for ja- anime like if you watch legally on amazon prime mm-hmm. there's no subtitles and you just sometimes you're just like you either fuck or you just study japanese is there only Japanese shows on Amazon Prime in Japan? Oh, no, no, no. There's obviously a, like a lot of uh, American shows. So like... are the American shows dubbed in Japanese? Some of them, yes. And there are no subtitles or like the English version of those? Sometimes, yeah. No, they actually do have that. And then sometimes they have like Japanese subtitles too. Because okay. you know, people, some people, as you said, some people might, you know, like sub more than dub. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But... Japan is a uh, it's a crazy country. You know, we are, we're always talking about like you know sub and dub, mm-hmm. and you know like you know English sub is better, English dub is better. But then Japanese people dub everything, like and I mean everything, everything. Like, like they go and they do interviews. Mm-hmm. Like you know they let's say they do like an interview of like a a city in Malaysia. Let's say mm. so. Sure. They would dub over what the people say. Oh, what? Yeah. So you can clearly see this like Chinese like lady or like Malay lady or just like any just normal lady speaking mm-hmm. in a definitely a different language because you can see from like the the vo- like the the mouth shape. Mm-hmm. But then you hear like what you hear is just Japanese, and they that's speak. Yeah. They they dub everything. They're like crazy serious about like the whole dubbing thing like they're like ah some they even sometimes they even have like the subtitles in japanese but they dub it still japan has an influx of seiyus yeah i mean it's true they they they, <laughs> they do it's a i mean it's a very competitive competitive industry but yeah i mean japan dubs everything 
which is very, very annoying sometimes because uh, let's say I want to watch a movie. So mm-hmm. recently, Marvel's Eternal Eternals came out yep. and now I said, oh, okay, let's just go watch it. So I live in the countryside. So there's only like three, three uh, like times that I can watch it like per day. Whereas like the dub version has like a f- maybe four or five times per day, which is like kind of shit. It's like, you know, just show it the same exact time as the dub version. Like, you know, don't do mm-hmm. that shit. But yeah, back to you. <laughs> back to you. Yeah. You study in Malaysia for two years, right? Yeah. So, okay. I remember we did talk about this now that we are bringing this up. So I'm doing my degree, uh, my undergraduate program. The total duration for my degree is four years. But I'm only doing two years in America. The reason for that is I've already completed my two years prior to coming to America in Malaysia. So my program was called the American Degree Transfer Program. It's a long name. To abbreviate that, we call it ADTP. It doesn't and sound very... <laughs> ADTP? It sounds it's, it's like... Not... It doesn't sound... It doesn't feel very memorable. It sounds very hard to say. ADTP. Really? ADTP. I, I guess, yeah, it's not, it doesn't roll off your tongue very intuitively. Sure. I understand that. But anyhow, uh, the way ADTP works is that we complete our first two years in, in Malaysia, compiling our, accumulating, I should say, our credit hours. And then when we choose our university that in America that we want to transfer to, we apply for that. And we say that I'm a transfer student and I want to transfer these credits over to America. And the university then looks at your transcript and evaluates your programs and say, hmm, this is uh, valid, means the amount of time uh, that you spend studying this course and the syllabus that you've covered is valid so that we can transfer your credit hours over to our university. So they do that for all the classes you took in Malaysia. And once that's done, you have this amount of credit hours that you can transfer over. But by the way, do you have like, you know, sometimes you're like, oh, this doesn't apply. Transfer? Yeah, this, yep. like this, like this subject can't really transfer. So you have to like. Yep. Yep. So there are cases like that. So the university looks at one of the classes, maybe I took a class called uh, music appreciation back in Malaysia. And that class was basically kindergarten. Basically, uh, we listened to music a lot. And to be fair, it wasn't all that easy. Okay. Oh, we okay. were told to identify the time periods in which the music was from it was classical music Ah. so we had to identify that this was from the romantic era the uh, baroque era and it was it was not that easy but um that didn't really transfer over to my university so that's that's sad i wasted (laughs) that class perhaps i mean are you sure you wasted it now you now you're a man of culture you know i i am now i am i I can now tell the difference (laughs) you at least know what baroque is yes i walk away with knowledge (laughs) That's what's culture. most important. Wait, when you were back in Malaysia, was your like degree also called a like, computer something? Well, so um, usually in America, well, I guess no, just American degrees in general, you declare your major either in your junior or your senior year, meaning the third or fourth year. Mm, which is now for you, right? Yep, so I've already declared my major. I am currently majoring in computer science and engineering technology. But back in Malaysia, I was quote-unquote undecided on the on the paper. So I had no major back then. I was just taking classes that I knew 
uh, would probably transfer and be applied to my major when I came over here. Uh, if that makes sense. Wait, is that is that like a like back in Malaysia? Was that also the norm? Yeah. So I guess the most common way people think about uh, colleges in Malaysia, let's say you took A levels, yeah, and you would have a course in A levels. Say you were taking computer science, for example, you have a set amount of classes yeah. that you had to take in order to be doing this course. Yeah. Am I right? Yeah. But in American colleges or American degrees in general, there is no such thing as that. You do have a certain amount of classes that you have to take, but there is no set time period where you have to take them. So you make your own choice basically on when you want to take these classes and which other classes you want to take. Say, for example, computer science degree, you have to take uh, you have to take a Java class. I don't have to take Java until maybe my third semester. I can, for the first two semesters, I can take chemistry, I can take biology if I wanted to. It, it doesn't help your degree, but you can take them. There were, I didn't really have a course back in Malaysia, and I was just taking classes that I felt like could contribute to my degree. Hence why I took Java 1, Java 2, and Python, and classes like that, that could contribute to my degree. Because like I've never understood... Because, I mean, I came to Japan immediately after high school. So, I, whenever, like, you know, my friends talk about, like, oh, yeah, we did that in Malaysia. We did that and shit and here, here and there. And mm-hmm. I'm always just kind of like, what, what's that shit? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I, I don't get it. I don't get what you just said. Because even for people in Malaysia, it's a bit hard for them to wrap around the idea of just taking whatever classes you want to. Because... If you do any other course, it's basically decided for you. Yeah, yeah. This semester, you're taking this class. Next semester, you're taking that class. And then at the end of the two years, you have taken all taken the same classes. And there you go. But no, in American degrees, you choose your own classes and you decide basically when you want to graduate. If you want to fast track your degree, you take basically nothing but your core classes <laughs> and a few electives that are compulsory, by the way. You have to take at least one social science elective. You have to take at least one cultural elective. And oh, yeah. so once you take those two electives and your core classes, you're just basically allowed to graduate. Mm-hmm. So it works that way. Much different compared to what basically UK-based courses make you do. Because like I think the courses in Japan is more of like, you already knew what major you're going to do. I think that's like similar to Malaysia, right? You already decide like, Oh, I want to do mass comm. I want to do architecture. I want to do computer science. Yep. Just go in there. Everything is set for you. You just follow that shit. And obviously, like, you, you can get, like, a, you are supposed to take some other classes that are not <laughs> your, like, you know, just your major. Yeah. So I actually took, like, also <laughs> Japanese culture. <laughs> uh-huh. uh-huh. Japanese culture class where we went in there. Like, literally, it was just this. It was so easy. Basically, the the professor just gives you like a a picture from like the Edo era or just like you know or before, and you're mm-hmm. supposed to just like tell people like do some research and then just do like a presentation of what you feel about this art and what it feels like and what people said is it good or is it bad and then that's it that was and you get like good marks from that shit too for doing uh, one presentation yeah I guess electives are generally easier back when you were in Malaysia you. Ha- had a degree had a court like a ma- major um then you... i had a major in mind uh-huh. ah, okay because okay. You, your degree was like from the start it was already the adtp correct oh, correct okay. i was under that program but uh my major was undecided at that point in time how did you g- get to know about this like program 
this program. Uh-huh. I mean, is it like a very no- well well known thing? Because I've never heard about it. So I think before I heard about the program, I first heard about the college. I don't want to dox myself, but mm-hmm. the college I went to is a very popular choice from people <laughs> from my high school. Uh... So uh, I heard about the college from there. My high school friends that were uh... also going to the same college, and so. Once I found out about that college, uh, you would basically do research, right, about what programs they offer. Obviously, you have the normal pre-U programs, the A levels, the what's the one Australian one, Osmat. You have that. <laughs> yeah, I have no um, idea. I just chose Japanese, yeah. like Japan. <laughs> like ser- just, seriously, I, because of that, I kind of sometimes can't relate with a lot of Malaysians because they've done that. They've been through like O, o- levels, A like A levels, or yeah, yeah. Wait, O levels is not even Malay. Wait, O levels is. It's a different. It is uh, so. All levels is I think uh, form six. Ah, okay. Okay, so yeah, so there's form six as well. If you want to go that route, yeah. A levels, Osmet, and my college also offered ADTP, mm-hmm. which I was like, "What is ADTP?" Then mm-hmm. I sort of did more research, and I realized, huh, this is actually a way where I can actually head to the US. <laughs> and so I, I was, I did some thinking. Hmm, uh, do I want to go to the US? And I did tell myself. Um, when I was little, that I wanted to you know experience the culture over there at least once in my life, and this was my chance. So I took that chance, and now I'm here in the US of A. Do people say that a lot? The US? No, US they don't. A. I I piss Americans off a lot by saying that <laughs> <laughs> in the US of A. This episode is getting a little bit too long, so I'm just gonna cut it here. If you're interested in binge listening to the next episode, head over. It's probably out right now. As always, thank you for listening. My name is Tom. This is Abroad Madness, and we'll see you next episode. Bye bye.